Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. This episode is the result of a great partnership between Impact Boom and Social Ventures, with Social Ventures Director Annika Horn kindly providing the following interview. Welcome, Michael. I'm so excited you took the time to talk to us today. And it just occurred to me over the weekend that the timing has been fantastic because the German Social Entrepreneurship Monitor was just published. And here we are um, being able to talk about the findings and all of the exciting work you've been doing throughout Germany over the last few years. So thank you so much for making the time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I know a little bit about your bio, but can you give me a short summary of what your current specific role is or your roles are? I know you're pretty mm. involved in a lot of initiatives. Oh yeah, that's some good question. Uh, questions actually. Um, so uh, to begin with, I understand myself uh, of somewhat of a uh, an ecosystem builder. Um, that's what uh, I and a colleague of mine uh, set out to do. Um, her name is Birgit and we've worked together now five years in different positions, different roles and different organizations. So that makes it somewhat special as well because we transition throughout different organizations together. Currently, um, we are working with the Social Impact Lab in Frankfurt, which is an incubator for social startups. Um, probably one of the biggest incubators, I would say, in, uh, in in Germany. And you shouldn't compare it with what you have in America because we are always lagging behind around three to five years. But uh, yeah, it's um, uh, there's still a lot of things going on there. Um, and we are also very engaged in the Social Entrepreneurship Network Germany. Um, I'm doing the monitor, as you mentioned before, um, and uh, a lot of other uh, exciting projects. Uh, it always has to do with um, encouraging partners to get into the ecosystem and to strengthening the, the ecosystem. Yeah, I, I guess that's the two most important things. And then I have some a myriad of other projects, uh, but it's always about building an ecosystem uh, for social entrepreneurs in Germany and in Europe to uh, do their work. And with that, we are at the heart of the conversation. What a beautiful segue. Before we dive deeper into all of the questions that I have, help me understand, is any of these a full-time gig or are you piecing together the work as, as part-time mm. positions, as volunteering, which is really common mm. in ecosystem building? How are you making that portfolio work for mm -hmm. yourself? I, I don't I don't really like thinking in organizations. I mean, I build organizations and I help people build organizations. So it's funny that I say that, but um, I, I kind of like doing projects uh, and especially projects where I see a meaning and a purpose and projects that hopefully will better society at least a little bit. So 
um, yes, I am involved in different organizations and I am um, financed through different organizations. But I think that lies, as you probably implied before, that lies in the nature of an ecosystem builder. With the Social Entrepreneurship Network Germany, what we have, we have 400 uh, and some uh, plus members and we try to understand their interests and go to different um, actors in society uh, as politicians, um, uh, organizations, uh, I mean like companies, uh, civil society organizations and, and the like, and make them understand why social entrepreneurship is so important. And as such, that's a, an organization that is built for somebody like me, because then you suddenly you have the, the allowance by the community to work because the community are the members. They are social entrepreneurs or social enterprises to be exact. And these social enterprises, they are organized within us, uh, within us and then we, are, we, we have the, um, the task to make their the lives better. And then of course, there's always different projects and, and different, it's, my, my, my taxes are very difficult to, to do sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it, I bet. Oh God, where do I start? Okay, so let's zoom out a little bit from a lot of the mm -hmm. work that you're doing on the ground, which I love. I know you've been involved in social entrepreneurship in Germany for years. With your insight knowledge, it's, what is something that makes the social entrepreneurship community in Germany unique what is something mm -hmm. that you feel like makes them stand out from other countries be it within europe be it compared mm -hmm. to north america or australia mm -hmm. we're quite late when it comes to social entrepreneurship uh if you look at canada the us the uk australia and other countries and i've seen different countries and their cultures uh, coming in contact with social entrepreneurship. And I've talked to a lot of people now in Belgium, in, in the Netherlands, and so on. And I think there's one, one point that crystallizes um, out of these uh, experiences, and that is that if you have a strong welfare system in um, a country, then it is tougher for social entrepreneurs to um, get a foothold and it sounds so counterintuitive because you would think that if you are in a welfare state then there will be actors that um, see the great work of social entrepreneurs and social enterprises and try to incorporate that into what they are already doing but that's definitely not the case um, so um, yeah, I mean, that's probably, if you have turbo capitalism, as you have probably in America, then there has to be people taking it into their own hands to make things better. And for us here in Germany, it's sometimes quite difficult to talk to those organizations and individuals that have been working in the welfare state for quite a while. And to... Um, to 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 try to explain to them why social entrepreneurship is different to what they've been doing so far so i think that's one of the major differences other than that it's probably also the it's also the um taking risk um 
we don't like taking risks. Um, what we love is applying our knowledge to, to problems, like in, in engineering, right? So that has been um, quite a difficult thing as most university students, um, they don't see themselves as startup people. If you look at social entrepreneurship in Germany, and I think you have a lot of insight thanks to the study that you just published, what is one thing that could be better for social entrepreneurship to thrive and really scale in Germany? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many things that could be less of a, hin an, a an hindrance for social entrepreneurs here in Germany. Um, of course, we speak about finances. If you look at the impact investment here in Germany, it's in its infancy. Structurally, social entrepreneurs are many times not allowed to get access to the funds and the fundings of the government. There are many programs for startups, for conventional startups um, here in Germany, but social entrepreneurs are excluded many times because what they do doesn't fit into the normal uh, um, understanding of what an entrepreneur is. So that's the, the finance part, right? Um, but also when you are looking for help for your, um, uh, for your vision and your endeavor as a social entrepreneur, um, you will find very little resources. I mean, it's become better over the last couple of years but it's still very, very difficult. If you go to the normal organizations that aid startups, normally they won't have heard about social entrepreneurship or they don't know how to handle it. And uh, that's especially because of one thing that makes social entrepreneurship so much different, different of conventional entrepreneurship, and that's impact, right? You have two models. You have your business model and you have your impact model. And that makes the whole building of your startup so much different. We've talked from a systemic level about um, things that could be better for social entrepreneurs. We talked about sort of innovation resource support centers. We've talked about mm -hmm. financing. I know that government plays a big role in supporting social entrepreneurs and coming up. Where do you see the individual purpose-driven founders struggle the most, especially in your work with social impact. I imagine you have a lot of mm -hmm. contact. What do, you, what do you find are these recurring obstacles that founders fall into and how could they address those? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest challenges that we are facing right now, and it's one of those challenges that doesn't make me sleep at night, is that... Um, we try to solve very, very, very difficult, complex problems that are very systematic or systemic. But the people that come to us have not even founded an organization before. And I don't, you know, I don't want to blame them because what they do is tremendous work. Um, they are incredibly smart and brave and very humble. <laughs> Most of them are very, very humble. Um, but if we look at what lies ahead and what we have to solve, like 
I, I mean, all of, of the topic of plastics, right? Plastic packaging, you cannot solve it by one startup alone. And you cannot solve it by a team of university students that have recently graduated. And I, as I said, I love them, right? They are wonderful teams, but most of the time they need one a year to sometimes two years to understand themselves, their role as entrepreneurs, their problem, their solution, and why their solution doesn't work and how it could work, right? You know, you, it's, it takes a very, very long time. And I think we are not on, on this meta level, on a, if, you, if you talk about it, on a, well, if you talk about professionalization of um, the ecosystem, then I think we, we, we do not do enough. I mean, the problems that we are facing and that we're up against, we, we need a, diff a different approach and um, social entrepreneurship will not cut it. It's so Not interesting. Alone. You are the third German I'm talking to, and you are the third German who says, <laughs> we're not creating systemic change fast enough. And so I think in, in light of that perspective of we're not just trying to do a little mm -hmm. bit, we're, we're thinking big, then I think mm -hmm. it's true that a team of three recent graduates, however innovative, courageous, mm -hmm. humble, as you said mm -hmm. they are, but in order to tackle systems that big, we have to step away from thinking of these single units. And I think really exactly. think more about an ecosystem as you, as you exactly. mentioned before. What are you most excited about in your field right now? Any developments, mm. approaches, any mm. new actors? What are you seeing that gets you excited? What gets me excited right now quite a lot is that the uh, German government has picked up social entrepreneurship as a topic. Social entrepreneurship in Germany has been almost solemnly driven by um, these pioneer organizations. Uh, I've, I've mentioned some before, the BMW Foundation, the KFW Foundation, and um, SAP, uh, and, and some similar, um, like Haniel and uh, Beisheim Stiftung and, and the like. And they, are support, they have been supporting social entrepreneurship for almost 10 years now. And as is in the nature of foundations or CSR departments, after a certain time, they change... Um, their vision or their mission or people within these organizations uh, change, right? Um, so we see a big withdrawal in many cases um, of these organizations from the ecosystem. So as we see this explosion of social entrepreneurship in Germany right now, we also see that many of the, the organizations that have been in the first uh, movers um, or that have funded the first movement are drawing back. Uh, and so it will be very, very um, detrimental for the uh, success of social entrepreneurship, um, for the further success, um, to have the state on our side and to fund some of the uh, endeavors that we have. Can you think of two or three very specific tactics that you would like the German government to take to support social entrepreneurship? What's the role of government? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's one very, very, I, I mean, I, I find it funny and, and uh, my colleagues that I talk to. Um, when we go to actors within the state, also others, but those are the important right now. Um, if we go to them and tell them, you know what, we need funding for social entrepreneurship centers. They always say, what? You need funding for those? Why don't you put it on, you know, economically viable feet and do your thing and stuff like that? And they always um, seem very dumbstruck when we tell them, you know what? All of this startup ecosystem, I mean, the conventional startup ecosystem and founders ecosystem in Germany, it's all funded by the state. So it's so funny that they they say that um, they don't have to they don't have to fund social entrepreneurship. So yeah, that's that's one of the core things that I hope uh, will make it into the draft that they will um, hopefully bring out the the upcoming weeks. That um, the ecosystem, the organizations behind the social entrepreneurs that support the social entrepreneurs, that they get more backing. And I mean, of course, financially, but also um, through networks and partnering and and uh, public procurement and all that. So um, I think that's really important. Other than that, and I just um, uh, said the word public procurement, I think it's one of the biggest um, levers that we can pull on for social entrepreneurs. If social enterprises have the opportunity or the possibility to um, barter, is it that in English? Barter or tender? Ooh, something. I don't know the English words for those. Uh, if, if they can uh, um, um, get contracts by the state. I think um, many of the things that the state wants to be provided with, social entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurs or social enterprises can in some cases do even better than conventional um, enterprises. So I think that's two very strong things that uh, the government could help us out with. Absolutely. Um, last question. What resources or books do you recommend for emerging social entrepreneurs or even ecosystem builders who are stepping in mm-hmm. want to step up their game? Um, one book that uh, recently made it to the shelves is um, Lean Impact. It's incredible. I loved this book. Um, and I recommend it for everybody in the social um, Im- impact sphere to read it. Yep. Then, of course, uh, there's this classic, Donella Meadows. Um, she's uh, written this book. Ah, I, I don't remember it. I don't have it here either. It's System system Change, is it? Thinking for Systems Change or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll put a link in here. Yeah, yeah perfect. Thank you. Um, I'm not really good with names, but I, I remember the content of the book because it was so incredibly good. And it's more on a meta level. It's more about 
how do systems work and um, how are they structured and how can you understand systems and stuff like that. It helps in every circumstance where you can where you get in contact with systems. And as a social entrepreneur, you will do it undeniably. I mean, there's no just no way around it. Um, and then, of course, I, I love um, the uh, articles. Um, I think it's um, Kanya and Kramer in the SSIR, in the Stanford Social Innovation Review, that speak about um, collective impact. Um, those are very, very good. Um, then you should have absolutely read Lean Startup. I think that's a given, right? <laughs> if you are a social entrepreneur, you should have read that because it is uh, one of the tools that's absolutely necessary, as I, I see it. Fantastic. Michael, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you sharing your insights from Germany with us and um, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Andy. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.